This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 93. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicki. And this is Larissa. In today's episode of our podcast, we're going to talk to you about coffee. And you're going to learn about some of the purported benefits of this magic brown liquid, which I have every morning, by the way. Me too. And yeah, and in the afternoon sometimes as well. Yep. And some things to look out for. And we're also going to discuss the importance of buying organic fair trade coffee. So you've probably heard that term coming up quite a bit. I know in Whole Foods, we see a lot of that fair trade kind of stuff. So what does that mean when it comes to coffee? What does that mean, period? Yeah. But when it comes to coffee, because that's what we're talking about today. All right. Oh, and I just want to um, give some kudos to Vicky here, because um, when she was doing the the very first intro, well, uh, the uh, episode number, I was making a face that she, it cracks her up every time. All I have to do is look at her and make this face and she just loses it. And That's my professionalism. She, and she looked up and she cracked a smile, but she didn't totally lose it. So good job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and thanks for trying to throw that little monkey wrench at me. <laughs> <Rats. too. laughs> okay. Before we get into our main episode, as always, we have first a rating. All right. So this rating is um, from the U.S. and it is from February 11th, 2015 from Abigail I.T. And Abigail says, thank you so much for your wonderful podcast. I have to spend a lot of time in the car and I look forward to the time I spend listening to you both. I am a devoted vegan and love the positive energy that you bring to issues of food awareness. Awesome. And thank you for being part of our community, Abigail, because, you know, I really appreciate, I appreciate everybody, first of all, as part of our community. But, you know, when we formed this podcast, we really wanted to create like a space for people not to judge each other. And I think a lot of the things that inspired me to do this podcast was when we saw some of that vegetarian shaming kind of thing between mm. vegans and vegetarians and kind of back and forth. And I particularly appreciate when we get the chilled out vegans that are just <laughs> all about, you know, just focusing on themselves and focusing on trying to help others as well. But I mean, not, not really judging other people. So yeah. really appreciate that because I think that's the thing that makes people listen and be more open to trying different things and even going vegan, um, you know, moving toward that mm -hmm. or just kind of like trying it out every now and then without feeling like they're being judged. Right. And, you know, it's something that we talk about all the time. We say that it's not all or nothing or it shouldn't be. And um, I think that having vegans like Abigail, like chill Abigail, mm -hmm. um, helps to really reinforce that. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you don't care about it mm -hmm. things. It just means that you understand that, you know, everybody's in a different place in their journey, you mm -hmm. know? Yep. Exactly. Hi, Mr. Jake Ryan. Mr. <laughs> Jake, Jake just Ryan just, my foot. just came into the room. Okay. Uh, now I think we have a couple of uh, news updates, right? This mm -hmm. is a newer segment. Again, we haven't heard, we heard from a couple of people that they, they appreciate this segment. So if you have feedback, like, dislike, let us know. We're very open to what mm -hmm. folks are telling us. Uh, we'll keep it quick. So the first piece of news, a bit of sad news, is that the co-creator, one of the co-creators of The Simpsons, Sam Simon, just died. I think it was this, well, as we 
record this. I think yeah. it was just this past week. So um, very, uh, he had a colon, he had colon cancer and was battling colon cancer. But um, one of the things that I didn't know about him was that he made his life's mission about giving money to animal causes and organizations like Mercy for Animals, uh, Sea Shepherd Conservation Society, and PETA. Mm-hmm. So I think that's great. Um, he also, this is amazing, uh, in addition to being, ni- to being a nine-time Emmy Award winner, he also uh, would purchase circuses and zoos with uh, with the intent of sending the animals to animal sanctuaries. So he'd close those down and then send the animals to an- animal sanctuaries. That is so awesome. What an awesome legacy. I mean, a lot of people would be just, okay, I'm the co-creator of The Simpsons. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. that's like a legacy in itself, but it just goes to show that we're a lot more than what we do for a living mm-hmm. that this guy really left behind an awesome legacy yeah so. yeah and he he was only 59 and uh but he and he was a vegan and he one of the quotes that he kind of left behind in an interview that he did is that he said that veganism is an answer for almost every problem problem facing the world nice so, yeah nice so sad very sad but uh what an amazing legacy Right. All right. Our second uh, little news update we have here, and I thought this was really cool. The Israeli army is, has started offering vegan meals and leather-free boots to its soldiers. And I just thought this was so cool. So apparently there had been some protest from Israeli soldiers because, you know, in order to, from vegan, I guess, vegan Israeli soldiers, because they had to jump through a lot of, of red tape and hoops to, to get special dispensation to have vegan meals in their in their service mm-hmm. and uh so the israeli army kudos to them listened and so they started uh serving vegan meals and leather free boots and wool free berets on basis throughout their country to people Very who cool. say they're vegan and they relax the regulations on how you have to prove you're vegan because i mean i really don't think if you're not vegan you're not going to be requesting leather right boots just for the heck of it right i know that's odd so uh it says uh the the article also mentioned that interest in veganism has grown rapidly in israel in recent years where an estimated five percent of the population lives a plant-based lifestyle that's just amazing yeah um the country has also banned animal testing on cosmetics and it's also the site of the world's largest vegan festival Cool I did that? not know that. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. Well, kudos, kudos to them for doing that. Mm-hmm. All right. Are we ready to get into the main topic then? Let's do it. Okay. So today, as we talked about, we're going to uh, dive into nutrition. Uh, we're going to talk about coffee, first of all. Mm-hmm. But first, let's talk about some of the nutritional components of coffee. I've got to just put it out there. I love coffee. Mm-hmm. Drink it every day. You do too. Mm-hmm. So we were very interested in this. And this was actually a listener's suggestion. So. Yeah. Uh, let's get into it. All right. So let's talk a little bit about first of uh, what makes up a coffee bean as far as, as far as nutritional components and, and everything. So caffeine, everybody knows caffeine, right? Um, that's actually only 1% to 2% of the um, chemical makeup of a coffee bean. 1% to 2%. Otherwise, it contains over 1,000 other phytochemicals. And we've talked about phytochemicals before. Phytochemicals are basically just um, chemical components of plants, Mm -hmm. right? And uh, a lot of the ones that are in coffee 
already have known health benefits. And then there are a lot of others that are currently really being researched because I mean, coffee consumption is huge. I mean, worldwide. You know? Yeah. And a lot of those phytochemicals in coffee are antioxidants. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about antioxidants before and how good they can be. And a lot of antioxidants in coffee, I know I didn't kind of write this in the notes, but in my reading, a lot of them are really powerful free radical um, fighters. So they help to eliminate free radicals in your body, which, you know, cause uh, all kinds of problems. So uh, there are approximately anywhere between 200 to 550 milligrams of antioxidants per six ounces of coffee. Yeah. And the other thing we learned too, and this is something that has direct impact to Larissa Mm -hmm. because she, as you guys know, she's been kind of challenged with her diabetes again, her type two diabetes, but that coffee contains chlorogenic acids, which may slow the release of glucose into the bloodstream after a meal. So she didn't know that. And actually good news is that Larissa, Larissa's blood sugar, she's been monitoring it very closely for the last few weeks has been steadily coming down again. So kudos to you, Larissa. I mean, this just, uh, you know, again, she went to the doctor. I don't want to ramble too much here, mm-hmm. but she went to the doctor, was very much keeping the doctor in the loop. The doctor agreed that she wasn't to the to the point of needing really needing medication yet and decided that at least for the next couple of months that she would try to handle it naturally. And Larissa has been doing really good. And one of the things she's been doing, but she did this without even knowing this, was that you have coffee after dinner. dinner. Mm-hmm. I do. I have like, I usually have about three cups a day now. Um, Sometimes even maybe four, but that's rare. It's usually two to three. That's usually me too. Except on the weekends. I drink Mm -hmm. less coffee on the weekends. I need it. It's part of like my routine on the weekdays. So Mm -hmm. like I usually have a cup in the morning when I get to work. I don't usually have one here anymore at home. I have lemon, warm lemon water in the morning Mm -hmm. here at home. But then when I get to work, I have a cup of coffee. And then in the afternoon, I have a cup of coffee and that's it. So I usually have like two. Right. Okay. So we mentioned the chlorogenic acids and then something else that uh, coffee contains is something called, it's a substance called nicotinic acid, which is also uh, known as vitamin B3 or niacin. And so that has benefits for cardiovascular health. All right. So let's move into some of the purported benefits of coffee. Now it's important to note that you'll probably find information out on the web and Uh, other articles that contradict some of this. So, you know, take it for what it's worth. And like I always say, pay attention to your body. That's like the best indication of anything. And I think if things in moderation usually don't hurt you. So, but here's some of the... Except for cocaine. That might hurt you. Cocaine. Oh, (laughs) that might hurt you. (laughs) Heroin. Yeah, Yeah. I guess so. Okay. Um, All right. But first, let's talk about the potential reduction in the risk of dementia. So some of the antioxidants in coffee may prevent some damage to brain cells. So that's where that kind of um, potential benefit comes from. And some of the antioxidants may also increase the activity of neurotransmitters that aid in cognitive function. Now, I know for me, I really have a rule that I don't send any email. I will If I craft an email before I actually have finished my coffee, I'll save it as a draft <laughs> and then review it afterwards because... I know my cognitive function is not that great in the morning. I just usually try to limit my conversations <laughs> in the morning as much as possible until that kind of kicks in. And then I feel like things are connecting up there. <laughs> so don't talk to her. <laughs> well, I don't get really grumpy. It's yeah, not no. about that. It's just that no. I feel much slower. Yeah. 
Um, you know, so, so again, take that for what it's worth. Now, in order to, uh, realize this benefit the recommendation for how many cups of coffee to have would be one to three cups of coffee for, for this benefit per day yeah per day yeah yeah all right now the second one is like we talked about uh, a little bit earlier kind of more important to someone like me there has been quite a bit of research on this recently that the chlorogenic acid and other quinides uh, which are all antioxidants in coffee may actually lessen your risk of developing type 2 diabetes. And again, this is not to say, okay, well, if you drink coffee, then you're fine. You can just eat all the sugar you want and all the all the other bad things that you want and all the fat that you want and you're fine. You know, that's not true. But uh, they're saying that those antioxidants, chlorogenic acid and the, the other ones may increase cell sensitivity to insulin so that your cells don't absorb as much insulin as quickly. Okay. So that's something that's interested interesting. And the recommended amount of coffee to kind of realize this potential benefit is four or more cups a day. All right. So a little bit more than I'm drinking, but that's okay. Okay, one of the other purported benefits is a lower risk of stroke. Now some of the antioxidants in coffee may mitigate artery damage caused by inflammation. Um, and the recommended benefit, um, sorry, the recommended dosage for that is one to three cups per day. Mm-hmm. Now, interestingly, though, five or more cups a day may have the opposite effect. Gosh, I was talking to somebody at work that told me that he was at one point drinking like, oh, eight cups of coffee oh. a day. I know that's crazy. And his doctor told him to that he needed to stop that because he was like oh. doing a lot of bad things to him. Oh, <laughs> so yuck. again, moderation. Right? Exactly. So, Yeah. Okay. All right. And then we've got uh, drinking coffee may lower the risk of of developing liver diseases. So chlorogenic acid and another antioxidant called caffeic acid may help to prevent inflammation in the liver and deter cancer cell growth. So again, like with the uh, lowering the risk of stroke, it seems like these antioxidants 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 (laughs) may uh help with uh inflammation you know repairing that damage caused by inflammation doesn't help with inflammation per se itself but with repairing the damage all right let's talk about some of the cons Okay. okay well the number one of course is that you can get uh jittery and cranky irritable and and anxious right yeah, I I think um, it, I was remembering what my, our nephew Stephen was saying about having some McDonald's coffee for the first time, and he said he couldn't even talk. Yes, I remember. And he was that. so jittery. So yes. yeah, obviously, that is not a good effect. <laughs> no, and you know I don't really. Okay, I remember Starbucks a uh, long time ago. I used to get the um, white chocolate mochas. Ooh, that not to mention would do it to with me. sugar. Yes, that and that's part yeah. of it. Yeah, sugar does that to me. Sugar makes me jittery and uh, headachey and everything. So I think that was the combination of maybe caffeine and sugar. So that's kind of interesting. Um, a caffeine by itself, this just from coffee, doesn't do that to me. Sodas can do that to me. But again, look at all the sugar in soda. Yeah, and we have cut down our sugar. I think I have m- maybe three sodas a year. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I just had one the other day, and we even split. We mm-hmm. split it, so we wouldn't we didn't have a whole cup ourselves. Mm-hmm. Okay, the other thing is that it can mess with your sleep, 
And that's pretty obvious. I mean, you know, it's funny, though. I've heard some people say it actually helps them to go to sleep. Yeah, I've read that, too. Yeah, that's that's kind of weird. But for the most part, anyways, one of the cons listed is that it can take up to six hours for the caffeine to completely leave your system. You told me this not too long ago, too. So I started having my coffee, my afternoon coffee earlier in the mm-hmm. afternoon because I was having some trouble. I'll go through little spurts where I have trouble sleeping. And you should, it's usually more stress-related than anything. But why give myself another thing to have to fight against, right? So right. I, I make sure that I don't have any coffee pretty much after 2 p.m. Because mm-hmm. I usually we're usually in bed by 10. Yeah. And then with me, though, you know, I'll have coffee after dinner sometimes. So I'll, I'll make some between 7 and 8, 7.30 and 8. And it normally doesn't bother me. All right. The other thing is, is that unfiltered coffee, like Turkish coffee or coffee made in a French press, can contain more of the chemical cafestol, which can um, increase LDL cholesterol levels. And LDL is the bad cholesterol. That reminds me, the co-worker of mine who mentioned that he was drinking that much coffee said that his cholesterol was really high. And the mm-hmm. doctor said uh, that that was part of the reason that mm. he was drinking so much coffee. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then um, there's also a possible increased risk for developing osteoporosis. All right. And, you know, it, it's funny about this. I, I never even thought about this. Well, I didn't know. But um, coffee can cause the body to excrete calcium in the urine. And, I mean, of course, you know, your body needs calcium to help protect your bones. And, and um, so if you're drinking a lot of coffee, you're losing some of that calcium. So then the obvious counter for that is to make sure that you're eating lots of foods that provide calcium. And it doesn't have to come from milk. And nope. it doesn't have to come from dairy. So nope. <laughs> lots we've of done dark, that in the past. Yep. Dark, dark leafy, leafy greens. greens and, and, you know, so there's plenty of ways that you get uh, lots of good calcium. So. All right, now this next one makes complete sense, and that is it can lead to more wrinkles, and that's because of, uh, as most people know, coffee is a diuretic, which makes you have to go pee pee more. <laughs> and uh oh, did I just move us to explicit? To, to no, <laughs> explicit rating. Pee pee. Uh, well, at least it, it's de- it's uh, due to dehydration, mm-hmm. right? So wrinkles, that's the yeah. thing I noticed that I make sure that I drink a lot of water mm-hmm. um, when I'm drinking coffee. Well, we always drink a lot of water anyway. Yeah, I mean, but all especially day, both around, of us. especially around when I'm drinking coffee. Yeah, no, I always I'm, have my coffee and a glass of water. Yep, exactly. And I'm kind of doing kind of both. I'm two fisted drinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. And then here's here's something interesting. This is the last kind of con that we'll mention before we move on to organic uh, coffee is that uh, coffee, drinking coffee can kind of um, not directly, but indirectly lead to weight gain. And there's a couple of reasons for this. The first one is that, you know, when you're coming, when you've got a lot of caffeine in your system, it gives you that kind of energy boost, right? And then you start coming down off of that. And that coming down, your body will start having cravings because you want to get that your body wants to get that energy back, right? And what do we crave a lot when we're looking for an energy surge? Sugar and carbs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so you start, you'll start craving things like that. And a lot of people will then turn to something sweet. Well, you know, I'm going to say, as you were just saying that, it made me think though, when I would have my morning coffee, when I got to work, I did crave stuff like sweet stuff after and this, maybe this is why a lot of people drink, I mean, uh, eat like pie or cake with mm-hmm. coffee because it's kind of that bitter and that sweet oh, taste that's pretty good and what i discovered for myself was that it was more the taste the coffee breath taste you mm-hmm. know like that was in my mouth that i wanted to get rid of so i ch- took my toothbrush and my toothpaste to work and i would i would just after my last uh coffee mm-hmm. i would uh, or my first coffee or actually anytime i drank coffee i would brush my teeth and mm-hmm. that would kind of go away 
And that gets you some steps in because you have to walk uh, to the exactly. restroom. Exactly. Um, and then the other uh, indirect way that drinking coffee can lead to weight gain is that coffee is very strongly associated with social events and socializing. And when you think of, you know, having coffee, let's meet for coffee. You know, you meet at a coffee shop and what do coffee shops sell? They sell coffee and pastries, right? Coffee, pastries, pie, whatever. And then uh, the other thing is a lot of times after dinner at a dinner party, you know, you'll serve coffee and you'll have dessert. So those are two things that are tied to coffee and weight gain. All right, let's get into talking about organic coffee and conventionally grown. Okay. So let's talk first about why conventionally grown coffee is so bad. Okay. And it's not just bad for people. It's bad for animals. It's bad for the environment. So when you're talking about people, uh, conventional coffee conventionally grown coffee, I should say, is extremely chemically laden, uh, herbicides, pesticides, fertilizers, and then chemicals used in processing, especially if you're drinking decaf, because in conventionally, the conventional process for removing caffeine from coffee involves using chemicals. That reminds me of the Seinfeld episode. What about caffeine-free? Where does the caffeine go? (laughs) (laughs) Everything's Seinfeld. Yeah, everything's Seinfeld. All right. right. Well, let's talk about why it's bad for the environment. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, everything basically starts with deforestation. So conventionally grown coffee uh, is done in previously rainforest areas that have just been completely leveled. Okay, so it's South America, Africa, Southeast Asia. And what they do is they just go in and just bulldoze the rainforest. And in tropical regions like this, the soil does not store nutrients. The plants themselves do. Well, I'm just waiting for the planet to kick us off. Oh, I know. It's trying. (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) So uh, the plants are the ones that store all the nutrients. The soil just can't do it in these regions. So when you remove all the native plants, the soil loses all of its nutrients. Okay, so there's nothing there to, to kind of dispense these nutrients. Um, then when you plant, when people go in and plant coffee there, they have to be heavily fertilized. So they've got to supplement that because otherwise, you know, the soil doesn't give them any, any uh, nutrients to grow. Okay, so another uh, result of uh, or effect of deforestation is that it eliminates the habitat of natural predators of pests that plague coffee plants. So when those are gone, we have to use chemical pesticides, Mm -hmm. right? And then uh, deforestation also exposes the ground to endless sun, which causes groundwater to evaporate. So it's just a whole domino effect of bad stuff. Right. And then, you know, not only for uh, is it bad for people and, and the environment, but also for animals, because deforestation destroys the natural the native habitat of countless species. I mean, we're not talking about just, um, anim- uh, you know, four legged animals. We're talking about birds and, and bugs and all kinds of things. Um, and especially with with the migratory birds, because once you destroy these habitats, these are the wintering habitats for a lot of migratory birds. So they come further north, you know, in the summer when it's it's warmer here, and then they go south when it's too cold for them here. But then when there's no forest, there's no place for them to go. All right, let's talk about what organic coffee means. So organic coffee means that the beans. And the soil that that the beans are grown in is free of chemical fertilizer and any residue. Okay. And when something's triple certified, it means that the farm where the beans were grown is certified organic by Quality Assurance International. 
okay? Mm-hmm. That the farm is fair trade certified. I'm going to talk a little bit about that in a second. And then the farm is certified by the Smithsonian Institution as producing shade-grown beans. Very nice. So that's what triple cer- certified means. Right. So triple certified Arabica beans are the highest quality organic beans available. So if you're going to Whole Foods or wherever it is that you get your coffee, that's what you want to look for. Ooh, okay. That's good to know. Right. That is good to know. Okay. And then Robusta beans are the worst. That can be as confusing as wine, right? It, yeah. it can be very confusing. Yeah. If you don't know what you're looking at, I mean, you see all these things and it, you just get overwhelmed by all the terms and all the thing, and then you just end up picking up the one that smells the best. <laughs> That's true. Smells good. The one they just happen to have free samples of. Exactly. Okay, no, triple certified Arabica. Right. That's Robusta, yeah, Robusta beans are the worst. Those are uh, typically grown in full sun. They're conventionally grown. They cause a lot of environmental damage when, when in the growing process, and they're usually not fair trade certified. Okay, so speaking of fair trade, we've tossed that uh, phrase around a bit, so or term around. Let's talk about what that means. All right. So fair trade regulations are a way of protecting small growers. And so many of these are in developing nations, too. So protecting small farmers and laborers. And by small farmers, I don't mean short people. I mean, (laughs) not like me, not five, three (laughs) people with uh, you're five, four. Uh, You're not shrinking shrinking. yet, are you? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So uh, farmers with small plots of land. So these not these huge industrial farming operations. Uh, And then also the laborers who work on these farms or plantations. Um, And it it not only applies to coffee growers, the fair trade, but it also applies to other foods and textiles You see that in chocolate. Mm -hmm. On chocolate, you'll see that quite a bit. Let's see what else have we seen that on. Mm. That's the one that stands out to me. I would say probably sugar as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Things like that that are are typically grown in developing nations that, you know, kind of need some protection from these big conglomerates, these international conglomerates that just steamroll them. Yeah. What's important about this too is it encourages growers with small plots of land to form democratically run co-ops that helps them increase their leverage in international markets. So that's awesome. Right. Right. And it's and they're kind of overseen by the the uh, commission, the Fair Trade, you know, regulatory commission, so that they they do protect them and they set um, prices. They set fair prices. So you know, if these small co-ops go to sell their their beans or their cotton or their sugar, whatever it is on in the open market, they're guaranteed um, a minimum price. So no matter what the market is doing at the time, so they can't get in there. It's not like they get in there and, you know, the big companies say, well, you know, we're only going to pay you this much. I mean, they're, they're paid a minimum guaranteed. And then it also, again, protects the laborers who work on these plantations. All right. So that's kind of our lowdown on coffee, the good, the bad, the ugly and whatever. But um, I think that bottom line just pay attention to your body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you don't react well to it, there's probably a reason for that. It's probably mm-hmm. messing with you somehow. Uh, and I always think moderation is is the best, you know, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Okay, let's move into our recipe of the week. You going to let me take this one? Yours. Okay, this all is yours. the um, Bulletproof Coffee. Now, I, I don't know that I've ever mentioned that here. Maybe I did yeah, when have. we talked yeah. about the coconut oil. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had tried this Bulletproof Coffee, which if you go out to, I think it's Bulletproof bulletproofcoffee.com uh, it's, Dave Asprey I think it's is this, a guy it's this yeah. first one it's bulletproof exec okay com. yeah yeah so Dave Asprey is a guy who um, I guess he's most uh, associated with this term I don't know that he actually invented I mean I guess he did because he's got yeah. the bullet, bulletproof executive stuff but the idea of putting butter and coconut oil into your coffee is not 
something that's necessarily new. He just kind of put these things together and has his own like oil and stuff that goes mm-hmm. in there. But <clears throat> I did try this and some people swear by it like for breakfast, which is coffee, coconut oil and organic grass fed butter. Obviously, if you're a vegan, that's not going to work for you. But, um, you know, there's some variations there. You just skip the butter and put some um, put some oil into your coffee, which is supposed to be really good for you because it's that the really healthy fat and then the combination of the coffee. And actually, the butter is supposed to have some other effect, too. So, um, you know, I tried it. I didn't really realize that much benefit from it. Also, I have to eat breakfast in the morning, and um, this thing can pack a lot of calories. So I was obviously very careful with that, too. It made me really thirsty. Mm-hmm. And um, again, I was paying more attention to my body than what anything else I was reading. And my body said, Mm-mm, I don't need this, you know, at least not every day. Now, I do enjoy it every now and then because I do, I do think there are benefits to the coconut oil. And, um, you know, I, I, it's not a bad drink. It's just something I wouldn't, I don't feel the need to have every day. But you know, if you're interested in it, we're going to put a couple of, we're going to put three links actually to some variations of this uh, recipe out there for you to try. So here's my question though. Doesn't like, if you drink this, if you drink a cup of this and then you try to eat something, does the food just slide down your throat? (laughs) It is oily. Yeah, it is oily. And I didn't use as much of either the butter or the oil as is called for like by the traditional bulletproof coffee Mm -hmm. but um you know like i said i i think it's i think for me there's ways like i'm a huge avocado fan there's she likes huge avocados i do (laughs) uh i i get healthy fats from that so Mm -hmm. there are other ways and my body responds well to that so you know Mm -hmm. i just that's how i get mine in but again it's there it's you probably have heard of the it's kind of popular among the entrepreneur type group <laughs> yeah. uh, because it kind of is go, go, go. And it's supposed to really have good brain benefits and stuff like that. But I, for me, it was just like, hmm. Yeah. You know, well, you know, I, I think it's really kind of popular it. among the paleo um, oh, yeah, set, that, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, in fact, one of the what, the three links that we have, we've got the Bulletproof Execs, um, just basic how to make butter coffee link and then we have one from a site called the paleo mama and she has a recipe for iced bulletproof coffee and then we also have another recipe for pumpkin spice bulletproof coffee so just a couple of different variations all right let's move into the quote of the week and i will let you take that all right so speaking of seinfeld uh this quote is from jerry seinfeld and he says we want to do a lot of stuff we're not in great shape we didn't get a good night's sleep we're a little depressed Coffee solves all those problems in one delightful little cup. <laughs> That's true. It does. I've never, I'm a big quotes geek too. So I've never heard that quote from him, but that's a good one. All and right. it does. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So if you are a fan of the show, first of all, thank you for being a fan of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, second of all, if you want to support us, uh, one of the ways you can do that is head out to our um website at vegetarianzen.com and you will find some uh, products page that Mm -hmm. links to some of our favorite products in our Amazon store. And uh, if you purchase a product there, Amazon kicks us a couple of bucks back and that will be no extra charge to you. So Mm -hmm. that's one way you can support the show. And also if you buy subsequent um, products from there, in addition to, let's just say you buy the recycled uh, or the, I'm sorry, the, what do you call those produce bags that we have? Mm -hmm. 
out there. Um, and then you said, Hey, I also need to buy a new pair of shoes right. and, uh, in Amazon the, will in give the us, same cart. Yeah. Yep. Amazon gives us credit for that too. So we greatly appreciate that. The stuff we put on our site, the stuff we put on our store are things that we endorse that we recommend. So we're not going to just put a bunch of junk out there. We really look into what we're putting in front of you. So, um, you know, if we would greatly appreciate you supporting the show that way. Another way you can support the show is heading out to iTunes and leave us rating. We read all of our five-star ratings on the show because they mean so much to us. So we greatly appreciate that. Of course, you can head out to our Facebook page and join that. And we also have a private group called the Peas and Carrots Society. Mm-hmm. So you can head out there and uh, join that group. It's a really, it's a growing and it's a really nice little supportive group of friends. Yeah, we're almost up to 100 members now. Can you believe that? That's awesome. Yeah, and then one more thing. Uh, if you would... Go out to our show notes page and just uh, answer the question that's at the bottom. It's just, it's real simple. Just leave a comment. Um, just tell us, do you drink coffee? Are you a coffee drinker? And uh, do you have a favorite coffee drink? Yeah. Or if you've tried Bulletproof Coffee mm-hmm. and uh, what your, your results were with it. Like I said, I didn't really make me feel one way or the other. I just just kind of felt like I was drinking coffee, just a little greasier. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, so to get to the show notes, you just go to our website, vegetarianzen.com forward slash blog forward slash VZ dash nine three. All right. Well, I think, no, I know that we have massages scheduled in about 30 minutes, so we better get going. Mm-hmm. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.